the power and the truth of your word is making itself made known in physical bodies, in knees, in backs, in shoulders, in, in, in ankles, in, in terms of swelling is going down now in, in people's bodies where, where they've had a, a, an upswell uh, because of a, a, whether it was a, a, a sprain or a surgery or whatever it was with the swelling that had been increasing. It's not edema, but in Jesus' name. We apply the, that name and faith in that name to release the pressure and release that, that, that excess water, that, that it's a supernatural draining. And the swelling goes down, goes away, never to return. In the name of Jesus. I thank you because I can hear the creaking of walkers, of walkers, people that, that are on walkers. And believe me, I know that sound. And I am saying that there is an anointing even as we lay hands, since there's a dissolving of metal, that there is a supernatural anointing on these walkers that is infusing the people that use them with the strength in their limbs and in their bodies and far from being their additional limb anymore, they will be a catalyst for the wholeness and the healing and the ability, strengthen the limbs, strengthen the arms, strengthen every part of the physical bodies in the cellular structure we release the power of the name of Jesus what he himself did in the earth his name still does and we thank you for that God there's some people they're just they're tired of it they're tired of it and today they, they can rest they can know that, that their days of being tired of it is over because today is the day of restoration and relief and deliverance in the name of Jesus. Oh, we praise you, 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 Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. You're telling us things to come. There are manifestations, people that have been on sick beds that have had no gumption or they've been judged that way. They don't have the energy. They don't have. Today we say in the name of Jesus that the word curses that have been spoken over them are destroyed, demolished by the truth of what God says, that they are the healed and not the sick, that they are every whit made whole. Be whole in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. We speak this, that there's a, a disturbance in the, in the natural way. If there's a disturbance in the, 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 the uh, there's a disturbance. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Where they have been so comfortable, it was almost like they had been lulled into a sense of inevitable, inevitable life. This is just the best it's going to be. And they have been lulled into the deception of believing that they that they should be just grateful for where they are, but not to expect anything more. And we destroy that yes. lie yes. by with the spirit yes. of truth in the name of Jesus. And we say that the stirring that is going on on the inside, where you are strengthened with might in your inner man by the word of God, by the spirit of God, by the will of God being made known, that you do not have to listen to what naysayers say, but that your ears are inclined to hear the voice of Holy Spirit, and you will do what he tells you to do. 
and you will rise up off of that bed, never to return to it as an invalid again. Your days of being an invalid or feeling like you are invalid are done in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. We send it forth and we release the ministering spirits, the angels that are assigned to bring the healings or to help them to get up or to speak the words, whatever, by direction of Holy Spirit. We release you into your purpose now in Jesus' name. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. We praise you. 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 You tell us of things to come. Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay. Amen. We'll be doing more of that. How about that? Thank you. I love this scripture, John 16, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, the truth-giving spirit, it says in the Amplified uh, Classic, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole, full truth, where he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come and that will happen in the future. That's a seer scripture all the way. That is a scripture for people that are wanting to know, uh, you know, Lord, show me something. Give me, uh, give me a word in season. Give me what it is that you want me to have. Show me what it is that you want me to see. And I have, blessed are my eyes, for they see, and blessed are my ears, for they hear. And I will hear the voice of the Lord, and I will see the things that God uh, wants me to see. And then I will speak the words into the earth, into this atmosphere that he desires to have spoken. Why? So that, just as it says in Deuteronomy 8.18, where it says that God has given you the power to get wealth in order to create or establish his covenant in the earth, so God gives us words of knowledge, words of wisdom, words of understanding to establish his will and to bring about his change in the lives of the people that are around us. That's the supernatural function that we have as, as people of God. So does anybody have questions or testimonies? Because I've got some stories. I, I've been hearing things already um, that, um, you know, very, very... Uh, can't read from a notebook when we can, but it's upside down. So. so, do I have them also for those that are texting in um, tonight? Diana is on text as well as Minister Al and Judge Connie. So, if you want to send those to them, also you can. Well, if you have Mother Helen's number, you got your phone up and ready. Okay, you can text her too. <laughs> okay, so any of the folks that you need to send a message to, if you have want to pose it as a question. And for those of you that don't know any of these people that I just talked about, you can write yours in as long as they're taking, um, there should be someone on that is doing the, uh, what is that called, moderating. And if so, then go ahead and, and type your questions in there. If it's, if it's uh, related to what we're talking about, we'll go with it. If it's a prayer request, go to the website. Go to www.astoundinglove.org. And where it says contact us, I think it's at the top, but I know for sure you, you scroll down to the bottom past all the pretty pictures and go down to the bottom, then you can hit the contact us or you can just email us, contact us at astoundinglove.org 
and if you put your prayer request in, let us know what's going on, and we will pray for you, and it could just be that we'll cover it when we break into our next type of prayer thing. So who has questions tonight? Or And it could be even on things that pertain to uh, what we talked about on Sunday and just some of the supernatural happenings that have been going on. We spoke a word, and I've, I've had opportunity to talk to a few people that uh, it was like, well, this is going on and this is going on. It's like, yeah, but you've already got angelic assistance because the Holy Spirit is the one that told us, send the angels forward. Send forward everything that you have need of in the week so that when you get to that thing and it faces you, that the help that you need is already there. All you have to do is release it. And I've had people go, oh, yeah, that's right. So I'm going to say, hey, uh, listen, I learned a lesson this week. I have a, a, a business associate, my business, one of my business partners, that has been prophesying to me for a while. And I realized that I had actually kind of just been going, yeah, yeah, I, I believe it, I believe it. Meaning, in other words, I was holding his, his words to me in contempt. It was not deliberately so. But because of, uh, because of the circumstantial type of things that were going on, it was more like, yay, yay, sweet by and by, I believe it, I believe it, but, you know, right now, dude, you know, it's not so, it doesn't look like, and I got, I got arrested by that, I was listening, it was something that Dr. Baker said on Sunday, probably when she was giving us the definition of believe, and I haven't forgotten those, I just don't have them from her as of yet, so those will go up on the website, but um, I realized Wait a minute. If you think that that's just the person speaking to you because you're in business mode and you're talking and we were working and, you know, contracts, invoices, all these different things. If you're hearing him or you're hearing her, the other business partner, if you're listening to them as who they are, you're missing it because. You should be listening for God to speak through them and take what is said, especially when they keep saying it, as God speaking to you, not the human speaking to you, but the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, John 16, He will tell you of the things to come. Somebody says to you, you're healed. Yeah, I know. I know. No, you're healed. Yeah, I know I'm healed. Uh, you know, and then when I go back to the doctor, when they take the test, when this happens, then I believe that this will happen. It's like, that's not what I said to you. I'm telling you, you are healed. I believe I'm healed. And the doctor has said, and this is, you know, this is going, and they tell you about symptoms. They tell you about medical reports. They tell you what they're feeling. But they, but which says to us, oh, hey, everybody, let's time this out because this means I'm, you're not hearing me. You're, you're, you're hearing me, I should say. You know, oh, you're not hearing me. It's like, well, actually, you are hearing me when you should be hearing God. You're hearing me, but you're not listening for him to speak through me. You know, am I making sense? Come on, let, 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 let me ask you something. Have you ever had anybody ever have a pet like a dog and the dog does all that rapid barking because there's an intruder? Well, who do you think gave the dog the intelligence to know that there's a wrong spirit coming to your house? 
It's the spirit of God. Satan certainly didn't do it, and the dog didn't get it on their own. Now, when the dog is barking a warning or growls or the ears go up and there's just this something about somebody, uh, get away from me, you know, get away. You've seen dogs that have been trained to, to protect babies. And if you come at them in the wrong way, if you approach in the wrong way, then they're on the on, they're on the side. There's even cats that do that. Of course, the kamikaze cats we see on Facebook are just nuts. But, <laughs> but <laughs> they're funny. Um, but do you understand that there's an internal, there's a spirit about, they, they've been raised in the right spirit. So they will recognize evil no matter how it comes. They recognize when a predator, when a threat is on hand and they will bark they will warn and and we some people most people don't listen to shut up uh, sparky or whatever the dog just be quiet be quiet it's like no this dog is on the alert now maybe it's just a rabbit maybe it's it's a it's a fox maybe it's something like that or maybe but whatever it is it's something that is disturbing the norm to this dog to this animal okay or somebody says, you say, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to go someplace and go, I don't think you should do that. Why? Well, no, I just need to, I don't think that you should do that. Why? I, I, you know what? I cannot even explain to you why. But I, I, just, I just get the sense it would be better for you not to. Okay, so they are not 100% in tune with their spirit, spirit gift. But if, if you feel you're more supernaturally uh, advanced than they are, then listen to what they're saying and then ask the Holy Spirit. John 16, again, verse 13. Show me, is there something that I need to pay attention to here? Because you can't say, well, God, why didn't you warn me? And there comes a time that we have to start paying attention to the ways that he does. Every dog barking incident is not because there's a stranger. Some dogs just know that your neighbor is trying to sleep, and that's the best time for them to bark. I have neighbors that have a dog like that. As soon as I decide I'm going to sleep, the dog decides to bark. Every night. Every night. So I've learned to sleep to the barks, but then I thought, no. Why don't I find out what's going on? Because dogs will do that when somebody's dying, too. They will. It's like, be alert. There's sickness. Be alert. There's something going on. Be alert. There's something not happening. And it's like, okay, if, if, they, uh, you know, if it's not a rabbit, if it's not something slithering, if it's not whatever else it is, then what is going on? Because there's different ways a dog barks. Just as there are different ways a child cries. We all, mothers know, some dads do too, when you hear a certain kind of cry, even if it's not your kid, it's like, well, they're sleeping. There's another kind of cry. It's like, Ah, they're trying to, they're getting ready to throw a temper tantrum. Another kind of cry. They're very uncomfortable. Probably need to check that diaper. Another kind of cry. Oh, this baby's hungry. Another kind of cry. Um, something's wrong. They're sick. Something's going on. Am I right? Yeah. I remember I gave a party once for some kind of something. And I had four mothers and one single woman at the, at the house. And we were, the little kids are out in the little playground that was outside of the apartment that I lived in. And all of a sudden we heard this kid cry. And the single woman like kind of did like that, but every other mother tuned in and we all said at the same time, nah, they just fell, it's okay. <laughs> you know, 
cry of frustration is different from uh, the cry of terror. You know, it, it can be one little sound, and you just up. You're alert. You know something isn't right. It doesn't take much if you just know. Well, no, that's not true. You don't just know. You have been told. You have been stirred. You have been um, nudged by the Holy Spirit. And he's telling, he's getting your attention to something. And we ignore it. You have a fleeting thought. I should probably ask them if they have their key. And you don't say anything. Two hours later when you're stuck not getting into a building because you didn't ask them, do you have your key? <laughs> right? I had that happen yesterday. Conference will automatically end. I had that happen to me yesterday where um, I picked somebody up and we were going someplace and they forgot their key. And I had had the thought to ask them, do you have a key? But I didn't say anything. And lo and behold, we get to the location, they didn't have their key. We had to turn around and go all the way back to get them to where they needed to go so they could get their key. Isn't that something? Yeah. So, there you go. Okay, what are the questions? Alfred, did you have a question? Okay, go ahead. I did. I, I meant to do this. Uh, uh, something you had said about earlier when you made the statement that, you know, they were talking to you about, you know, they were talking to you about, it was, uh, you know, your, uh, your partners, your, your business associates, uh -huh. and they were talking to you and you said, you know, you were here, yeah, yeah, hey. And it's like, I, I heard the, the scripture, the Bible, where Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, or Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, the spirit of Testimony Jesus of Jesus Christ. It's the prophecy. Uh -huh. So, and I mean, many times you've spoken to me in, in that way, you know, and you say things like, you know, and I know it's not you, so to speak, but you're speaking by the spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And so, is, uh, is, is, there, uh, is there something like, um, you, say, you say, okay, you should listen, you should not just hear the person, mm -hmm. but hear God speaking through the person. Mm -hmm. So, um, is that like a, is there like a thin line between, you know, saying yes. hear the person and hear the spirit? So, yes. And is there something that you do to, to tune into whether it's God or not? Yes. If they're speaking scripture and, you know, saying this is, you know, they don't say this is God, but, you know, they're speaking by the spirit and you, you, you have to, you know, ask the Lord, is that you? Is that what you say you do? So what I've learned to do, I shared a little bit about it on Sunday. My, I cannot say how often I have had conversations with people where I listened with my emotions instead of with my spirit. When I listen with my emotions, I'm telling myself what they're saying. Or I'm telling myself how to react, reject, or respond. I am actually not, I'm even in those, in even in, in those type of things, it's it's really, it's really bad, uh, I guess, I get, you could say it's poor listening skills that I that I have I have exhibited in those times because it's the type of conversation where you're talking to someone but you already um, you already know what you think you know 
where they're going, what they're saying, what they mean, how they feel, what their intention was. Uh, you know, you've, you've heard, had those, re well, you were just being mean, or you were just, you know, you're belittling me, or you act like I'm stupid. You don't, you keep telling me this stupid thing. I've told you the same thing. How, why do you need to, you know, something is going on. Typically, I'm arguing with them, or I'm going, yeah, yeah, that's true, but I'm somehow, my emotions are there. And like in the case of this particular one, I was like, eh, I believe it, but I'm so tired of you saying it. Because you've been saying it and saying it and saying it. Let me show you. You've been saying it and saying it and saying it, and I've said it and I've said it and I've said it, and here we are still saying it. Because we haven't seen the tangible. And the Spirit of God dealt with all of us, all of us, that way. Because it, it cuts both ways, you know. You, you um, don't like the messenger, or you'd rather hear it from somebody more qualified. I don't know what that means exactly. Or, you know, you, uh, you hear it from Mother Helen. You hear it from... Uh, the conference will automatically end. You hear it from... Mother Helen, and she tells us this, this is the word of the Lord that we got. But then you hear that the prophet Pineapple um, has just said that too. And prophet Pineapple saying it validates it when Mother Helen's been saying it for six months. And then what do you do? You go back and tell Mother Helen, you know what? I heard Prophet Pineapple say this, and uh, and treat her to tell her like it's a brand new word, and all she's going to do is think, I think I might have some seeds for your little bird brain. I just have to go back and see what I can find for you. <laughs> you know, because it can it can be a little frustrating. Am I making sense? It's like you despise the messenger because the messenger seems to be is common to you and doesn't seem to be any better off than you are. So what do they know? So that means you like hold them in contempt. I need you to talk up a little bit. That means like you hold the messenger in contempt. Yes. You know, the prophet pineapple, you know, has a, a hundred thousand people in his church. And you know. it's highly popular because everybody likes pineapple. <laughs> we don't all, but you know, yeah. yeah, yeah pineapple so. gets a lot of yeah, I, I've experienced that myself, you know, even in this house, you know, sure. Dr. Pat Apostle has been saying many things for years, and, you know, and the things have come to pass, and things are still coming to pass, that she's right. prophesied for years. Right. And she, she mentioned it, uh, I think it was Sunday, last Sunday one, she mentioned the fact, you know, that I've been saying that for years, and I go, yes, she has. Yes, she so, has. So, you know, I can understand I got, you know, experienced it firsthand, because, you know, yeah, yeah, but, you know, you, you start to realize these that I have, that, you know, we need to go back and start you know, what we're doing now, looking at those words, you know. And turn off the emotions. The emotional, I don't mean turn off your emotions as in do not feel. What I mean is make your emotions subject to the word of God instead of making yourself subject to your emotions. I'll say it again. Okay. If the word of God is to have precedence in our lives, then the word of God must have precedence in our lives. Yes. If we say that we believe God, then our, our then our response to what God says must be belief. 
when we choose to believe God, we start to recognize his voice, even when he's speaking, and he does speak through other people. And we begin to recognize him in our um, conversation. What happened is that I heard what was said, and, um, and I'll even tell you what it was. Um, there's some, some things that we, you, some of you know this because I've, we've done, we've prayed about this. We've had business transactions that were supposed to take place and this was held up and that was held up and, you know, it's my money and I want my money and I want it now kind of, kind of life, right? And things just had not come about. And all the time we kept saying, no, it is well, it is well, God's doing this. It, it, you know, it, 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 you know, I've said it. He said it in the other ones, and there were three of us in, the, in this part, you know, and we've all said it, but yet we had not, you know, you couldn't take it to the bank and cash it. You could say it, you even go to the bank and say, I got lots of money, but, you know, if you try to withdraw on that account, the bank said, you, you may have lots of money, but it, it, it's not, it's not present. All right, that kind of thing. And so my partner started saying to me, uh, my business partner started saying to me, you are a wealthy woman. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I know. You are a woman of wealth. Yes, I am. Praise God. It's written. I am. And then I just go off. Oh, I know. No, he said, you're not listening to me. It's like, yes, I am. I know. I know. I know. Get those <laughs> words out of your vocabulary. Would you please? In, 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 as a response to what you actually do not know. It's like Dr. Baker has told us this many times. You little unteachable, well, she didn't say it this way, but I will. You little unteachable nerd with a T. <laughs> with a T. You got it? Yeah. Okay, that was pretty good. I thought that was quite clever. Okay. How dare you? How arrogant. How unteachable. I'm teachable. Well, you didn't demonstrate it just now. What do you mean? I said I believe. I just want to tell you everything I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I've been very, very guilty of this. So uh, if it hurts you as well, it's my party and I'll cry if I want to. Okay? It's kind of one of those things. You can cry too. If it's happening. I changed the words a little bit. But what I'm saying is, is that there is, has been a resistance to who the vessel is. I, I'm good with it being true. I just don't want that turkey to be the one that said it. <laughs> right? I don't want pipsqueak to be the one. I wanted it to be pineapple. See, you I take you out of this. You're not pipsqueak, mother. Um, I, don't, I, 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 be, I don't want pipsqueak to be the one to tell me. It needs to be pineapple or strawberry, but not pipsqueak. And yet, Pipsqueak has been interceding, and God has given Pipsqueak the message, and Pipsqueak has been told to prophesy and to, to make the word of the Lord known. And you're going, all right, hallelujah. But why Pipsqueak? God, I can't stand Pipsqueak. They just have this annoying tendency to be right. 
Familiarity breeds contempt. Very good. And so we've been a contemptuous lot, yes? I'm not British, but that just seemed like the right way to say it. <laughs> Making sense? So what happened? Emotions. It's like, you know what? This is really a good prayer to pray. When I wake up in the mornings, I forgive everybody. I, res I have great respect for every person. I love you, Lord, and I listen for your voice in the people that, that you cause to, to be in my path today. I want to be a vessel to speak your truth into the lives of others, and I will listen for your truth from every person, be they saint or jackass. I really appreciated the phrase of, I find no fault in you, that either you or Dr. Baker gave us on Sunday, taken from Jesus when he said, you're not condemned, neither will I condemn you mm -hmm. to the um, adulterous woman. And so beginning Monday, I've been saying that in my head to everybody and every mm -hmm situation that it seemed to apply to to get me to that spot of the forgiveness each day. That's I, good. I appreciate what you just said right Thank here. you. That's really good. And I want you to know, you say, well, how is this prophetic or supernatural? It's both. You see, because it, it we're going to look at script, uh, more scripture, but write down John 16, 13, because you see, I can I use the scripture for for knowing for the Holy Spirit telling me what is to come meaning help me to see but I'm also understanding that since he will tell me of things to come I have to learn how he does it otherwise you know what we do we limit it to a supernatural encounter of what I see in the spirit realm or what I hear by way of the spirit but I'm not listening for the voice of the spirit in my day-to-day -day encounters where he is speaking through them, it's still an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And it's being spoken through someone who is a legal citizen of the earth, releasing a spirit work. So what happened when I... Uh, I'm sitting there, and, and, and I think it was very similar to what you said. I, I talked about um, the one, and Dr. Baker, Dr. Baker's the one that gave us that. I find no fault, you know. And, um, you know, as we were, we were say, as, as you said, it, it was that same, that, that, that thing of saying, wait a minute, if you don't find fault, then why are you finding fault? Yeah, exactly. That makes me think that. If you're not, if I, don't, I find no fault in you. Except for the fact that you got this thing stuck between your teeth, and um, you know you kind of talk funny, but and you smell weird. But other than that, I mean, you you're really cool with me. I I find no fault with you. I just wish you comb your hair. I find no fault with you. I just wish you like chew some gum before you come and get right up in my face. But I find no fault with you. Yeah, you know, I love them so. People go in the world. I love so and so to death, right? I find no fault in you. I just love this person so much. They say to death, and then they speak death over the person. It's like, yeah, love them to death, but they, I mean, they got a body odor like you wouldn't believe. Love them to death, but they just get, da, 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 da. love them to death. Well, I said, you sure do. <laughs> really love them to death. You see, because you don't understand, no, how about you love them to life? Well, I do love them to life. I just have a hard time dealing. No, I find
find no fault. And then we list the faults. But I don't find those in you. They're just there. I didn't have to look for them. They're, I, I, I didn't find them. They just came and shook my hand. They said, I'm a fault. Would you like to meet me? You know, it's still like, working on it. still working on it. Yeah, he's still working on me. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it, I think you have to find the humor in it. The great joy is like, wow, how ignorant is this, Lord? I, you know, I, I'm, I finished being... When I told you all, I've ceased to be the poster child for how dumb can you be. Ceased to be the poster child for all these things. It has been a remarkable thing for me because what has happened is that I, I'm now able to see those very things that I would have just pursued all the way to the end, to the dismal, tragic, pathetic, sad end. And I'm not going there anymore because you're getting arrested or caught and you're going, oh, Wow, if I continue in this vein, poster child, you know, kind of kind of pose will have to come again. So forgiveness is is very key to this. I had a call, and I, I will finish the other story, but I had a call, and somebody was asking me, how do I address a situation? How do I deal with this when, when I'm trying to be kind to somebody, but they just this is going on and that's going on. How am I supposed to win, you know, in this scenario? And I listened for the voice of wisdom because I honestly, personally didn't have an answer. But I got one. I received one by the Spirit of the Lord. What he said is, when you find yourself stressed out over how another person is, and usually... I'm adding this, but it's part of what he, it, 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 it's the feeling of what, what, he, what he was saying to me. Typically, your frustration point, your stress point about other people is because they're so not like you. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no, I, I would, oh, this is, <sighs> kind of. When you find yourself there, like, I'm quiet, they're loud, I don't like this, but they want to do it all the time. Um, I only eat this, but they want to eat all this, I don't, and none of this is actually going on with me right now, but I, I remember being in the case like that, you know, living in a house with somebody, and it's like, I clean up after myself, they leave a mess with everything. Um, I... I put jars on very lids very tight on jars to put them in the refrigerator. They let their kids put the stuff away without it being top. There's all kinds of bacteria now in the refrigerator. <laughs> I was freaking out back then. This is about twenty something years ago. But um but I remember it was just like I can't live here. I can't go through this. I can't take it. This is too much. <laughs> I'm serious. It's funny today, but back then, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? This is like, God, you have got to get me out of here. This is not the life you meant for me to live. (laughs) They're just, we're diametrically opposed. And then even my siblings, the three of us, and the extended, none of us live the same lifestyle. And so you come into one house, it's like, I'm in their house, this is their house, I have no say. If you come to my house and try to live like it's your house, I would remind you it's not your house. 
And mommy would always get on our case about that. It's like, oh yeah, well let us come to your house and act the way we do in our own houses. No, you won't. When you come to my house, you act like it's my house, right? So anyway, all having said all those fun things, and it is fun, it's, you may as well just laugh at it. But if you're currently frustrated, I'm gonna look at the camera as opposed to looking at the people in here. I can still see them. <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord said to do this. He said, when you feel yourself that stressed out, when you are feeling that frustrated over the behavior or the doings or whatever of somebody else, you are at the opposite end of the spectrum. You are far from gratitude. Get back over to gratitude. What kind of gratitude? God, I thank you um, that you've given me a roommate, you've given me a spouse, you've given, well, you've given me a, a, a job in a, in a place. Because really, a lot of this is like workplace or, um, you know, uh, team, team uh, even just if even you just want to use it in business, team, people that are on a team with you. And they do nothing like you do. Well, they're not actually supposed to you, because you're bringing your skill set to the team and it's necessary, but it's not to be controlling. When I'm feeling stressed, it's because I feel out of control. Well, good. I don't need to be in control. Holy Spirit needs to be in control. And how do I get him in control? It's like, yeah, but I want Holy Spirit to make those people do what I want them to do. Oh, nobody's going to admit that. Yeah. Well, isn't that how you're feeling? Yeah. When I go to Holy Spirit, I want you to fix them to make them do what is right. And what is right is what I want. And they should know. And, and, and the problem is, wow, but everybody feels that same way. So who's right? God according to his word. And sometimes this is like children, y'all don't have to learn to play, playground rules. So what I, what we learned was, okay, here's the scenario where this individual is leaving the cap off of the toothpaste or is using my my stuff out of the refrigerator or keeps going to my, my work area and leaving their crumbs or is always late for something or is what, you know, insert your pet peeves here. We're dangerously close to complaining, which means we're going to judge, which means we're going to curse. I don't necessarily mean um, uh, profane those seven or eight or ten uh, cuss words, but I mean worse words than that, words of cursing, words of corrupt communication. They always, they never, they just, they, I'm so sick of them that this, this, all of these things are opening up us for contaminants, spiritual contaminants. You understand? It takes us away from the path of blessing and moves us into the path where demonic destructions or judgments or things that, that are that we should have victory over as we come, they instead they become disruptors. Do you understand? There are certain things I, I'm gonna say, experiences that you're going on. Uh, car issues sometimes, uh, financial things, all these different things happen because the Bible lets us know that our experiences are the same in the, living in the earth. 
we have the same opportunities if we want them for sickness or disease or for being broke or for this or that. Everybody understand what I'm saying? That That's common to man. However, because we are citizens of the kingdom of God, we have the opportunity to change those scenarios and to just keep moving in times of recession or depression or oppression that we can walk free of and walk above it because we're seated in the heavenlies. But when we decide, I'm stressed out, I'm ticked off, I'm, I'm, I'm caught up with the way people are, and now let me go back to my conversation about um, my business thing. Or we're so fixated on these people need to pay us. These people need to pay us. You know what happens? We miss the other opportunities for other people that want to pay us. We can't see them. You cannot see opportunity because you're focused on the wrong thing. You're focused on trying to make somebody do what you want them to do. And therefore, you're not doing what God wants to do. And in the same way, um, when I complain about this person or I'm so close to, I'm always finding fault or I'm stressed, uh, when I get dangerously stressed and I'm not in the place of worship and gratitude, then what happens is that these other obstacles that were already in, you know, that I was headed toward and my, the intent of God was for me to move them out of the way. I can't move them out of the way because I don't, I'm not filled with the right things. Resentment blinds you too. Are, are you, is every, am I being clear enough? I mean, go ahead and ask questions because that brings clarity more so. Come on, it's, it's fine. Well, you preach it directly to me, though. Oh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> talking I, to I, myself. I'm talking every day right oh, now. I have been, brother, so. Yeah. He's doing sound and so forth. Come on up a little closer, sir, so that you can really be heard. No. You hear me now? Yes. Praise God. That guy doesn't do that commercial anymore. So <laughs> the, uh, the part you're talking, you know, it's like uh, I know exactly what you're saying because every day uh, for the last, I say, how many months, you know, I haven't counted a month, but I refuse to, but these things you ministered to me about that and didn't even know it, I think, because you were speaking to me about my attitude, you know, toward my boss. Mm -hmm. And I was you know, ready to shoot him if I had a gun, you know? Wow. I mean, you know, because I knew it was like, you know, it was the devil totally. So. Yeah, killed the devil. But how do I deal with this, yeah. you know? Well, you're in, the wrong, you're in the wrong spirit for one thing. You know, you can't deal with it in the flesh. It's a spirit that's coming after you that he's walking in. And you're trying to deal with the same spirit. So you got to go into the spirit place, the holy place, go into the court even, and do it God's way. And so... I realized, you know, and this is the last, what, six months to a year that, you know, he's been, you know, doing his thing. Mm -hmm. And the devil's been using him. That's what it is. And so we come to the place, you know, you tell him to do this, and I say, okay, but well, I, I am going to do this. I'm going to start taking it to, you know, to God and let him know what's going on. Because, you know, you talk about, but God, you're not moving fast enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't take one more day of this to the point that it was keeping me awake at night. And I knew it was something had to be done then. You know, either he had to go or I had to go, you know? Mm -hmm. And surely enough, I said within the last, what, two or three weeks, God moved him. He went to another department. Oh. You know, but now, okay, he loved this, he loved this stink bomb on the way out, you know? And so now I'm having to uh, get the victory over the stink bomb. Oh. Mm -hmm. 
which is why, okay, that's perfect. When, which he was always going to do. He was always going to do it. He was always going to leave whatever he left. Mm -hmm. However, you were supposed to be in the place where when it happened, you could change the atmosphere just like that. And it would never even phase you. And the reason would have been because you you stayed in gratitude. You stayed in a place of worship. You stayed in a place of your power. Second Corinthians 10.4 tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not flesh. They're not the things of the, uh, they're not the things of what? He says, for though we walk after the flesh, verse 3, uh, we're not of it, is what he's saying. Let me, let me just start verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence um, base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I'm present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. That's actually what he's saying is, there are people that because we do what we do, in, in his case, apostolic, mm -hmm. uh, fivefold ministry, because we say things a slightly different way, and, and when we talk about how we deal with things from a spirit place, it offends the flesh. And so therefore, they look at us as though, wow, that's just so harsh. That's just so this or that or the other. And they judge you. He, this is what Paul is saying. That you thinking of me as though I was walking according to the flesh because the spirit thing that I did offends your flesh. Hmm. Well, this is the thing that really sort of like caught me off guard. Because I thought I was past the emotions and stuff and dealing with people, you know, dealing with the, the enemy. Because I know that's what it is, right? This should bother me. Why are you bothered by the devil? You know, well, it's this guy. You because know, you're the using devil. his weapons. Yeah, so, so I had lost focus as you know who right. I'm dealing with. Really, I'm so focused on the boss, you know, the supervisor that I forgot he's being used by the enemy, right? Exactly. And so she reminded me of that. You know, it's like you can't beat, you can't fight, fight. You know, the devil with his own weapons. No. You know, and we, nor do we commit armed robbery to go into some company and say, give us our money. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing that really, you know, caught, that he was talking about just now. I realized that, and because you said what you said, it brought me back to my senses, so to speak. <laughs> I realized that exactly what I was doing was what he wanted, what the devil wanted me to do. Exactly. You know, I'm taking offense, basically, yes. mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, every time I see him, you know, like, I don't see it. Yes. You know, it's like his presence on it irritates me, you know. Right. And he knew that, I think. Right. So he played on that. But now that he's gone, you know, he left his thing from So it's like, even though he's gone, I got to deal with this thing that he left with me with HR, you know. And so, <laughs> you know, so yeah. I'm at the place now. Oh, God, I know I got the victory already. I know that I'm already more than the conqueror over this thing because he got him out of there for one thing. It's like, I, we couldn't, any of us, I wasn't the only one, though. You have to understand, right? So no, just to make a long story short, I mean, everybody said, well, if you file a petition, I'll go with you. <laughs> I got three or four people, you know, that he's done these things, too. So to make a long story short, that uh, I'm having to deal with what's left over. Yes, you are. And I'm having to deal with it, you know. Well, let's deal with it tonight. Because what you can do is repent. You're still talking about it the same way. Okay? Don't even try anymore. Um, just, yeah, don't even, just hang it up and don't try anymore. Um, you're still dealing with it from a place of offense. Because I think I still have some emotions tied to Yes, you do. We can all hear that, and so I'm over that. 
Okay. See that, but this is so. Let me. Let's just finish, and we're, yeah. we're gonna pray. Okay. You, you're gonna pray. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna deal with this. Okay. So here's the, and for any, everybody else that, that this is like hitting home. You know, I'll share a story. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, you know, I have all kinds of stuff going on, and life has changed for me since my brother came to stay, and I'm really glad he's there. But I've, I've seen my neighbors more than I ever typically do because my brother, you know, is one of those kind of people. He's very open. He stays because he, he's being <coughs> ambulatory and he's getting the oxygen and he's getting fresh air. So he's outside a lot to the place that my neighbor has moved his picnic table from in front of his house over to the side of my driveway. And so now they all sit out there and talk and chat. Yeah. <laughs> I drive up any given time, and there's my neighbor from across the street, my next door neighbor. My brother's met the folks down the line. He knows the story of the people that live next door to me better than I do. And he's got the 411 on everything on my street. <laughs> and he's been there a week. <laughs> wow. And he's always been like that. So it's neat uh, that, you know, when we first met, when we first when we were growing up and we first moved into this house in Southern California, my brother was outside the house after we, the movie truck had gone and we had, you know, our rooms and boxes and whatever. My brother comes back, well, I'm still trying to put my, he said, I found you some friends. <laughs> he was so sweet. He was probably about nine or 10 years old at the time. He had already gone out, how old are you? I got a sister. And he brought me friends. He really did. He honestly did. He brought me friends. It's like, you know, because I'm 14. And it's like, what are you doing? Or 12. So I was probably 12. It's like, what are you doing? You know, when he's like, I brought you some friends because I know you're not going to go out and find them. <laughs> true. It was true. He's that kind of really sweet. So it's like, okay, getting used to this. And I had made a decision because I knew it was going to be different. I'm grateful. My brother's not dead. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm not going to forget that. December 27th, my brother, I could have got news he's dead. I didn't. I got, he's in the hospital, he was in a fire, and this, and this, and this. But two, as Dr. Baker said, less than two months later, and my brother's in my driveway. Well, he's not there now. He's probably at my sister's house. But, you know, my brother's in my house. My brother, whom I have not known this way. We, we, you know, we had wars as children, and some of it we just let it stay. But God has turned things around, and I get to heal in, 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 in things in my brother, and my brother gets to heal things in me. It's not one-sided, understand? So I remember the gratitude. I remember even when I'm doing things for him, it's like, okay, brother, I'll do this. Do you know I have no complaints? I am so happy that he's there. Not just that he's still in the earth, but that he's with me. Okay. I'm grateful. Now, there are other people that it's like, oh my gosh, this person is, wow, God, forgive me. Because God does not look at, you know, the problem with you people in the earth, the church, is what God never says. You were so annoying. He never says that. I tell you what, Al, I just like to slap you myself. He never says that. He never says that. The things that we say that he doesn't say. Because our emotions are leading 
instead of submitting. And that's why that word from the Spirit of God, put your emotions in my hands. Why? So that they can be subjected to the word of God. It's not taking away your feelings of, um, I feel like this, or I feel like that, you know. It's, 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 you know, like, are you taking away my feelings? Are you taking away all of my whatever? Diana, you actually just need to hang it up, because it's, it's making some kind of annoying noise, and then just don't want to come back in. Um, you have to... Give them to him so that they will be cleansed. Give them to him so that you, your, so that your emotions will not succumb to the earthly, sensual, devilish default. You hear that someone has died. That hurts, okay? It hurts that, 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 that someone has died, and I'm sad. Uh, or I'm, I want to grieve, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. Well, then you're not going to be able to help anybody. Because at that particular moment, you it's all you. Now, I'm not saying that there's, that there's not a moment that it shouldn't be you, because it should. And it actually has to be in order for us to get rid of certain types of toxins and, and poisons that want to, to settle in our system. But what I am going to say, if you ever known anyone that somebody died and you see them five years later and the person is still as dead to them, newly dead to them then as they were five years ago, mm -hmm. they can't move from that place because they followed their emotions so much they came to a place of grief where their emotions said, this is where we're camping. And a demonic spirit of grief took over. This happens not just when somebody dies. It can happen with a divorce. It can happen, you know, the person can't move forward because their spouse cheated on them or left them for somebody else. Or it was a bad marriage. It was just evil from the beginning on both sides, and they're finally out of it, but they're still they left with the debris of, I feel unlovable, I feel like I'm not worth anything, I feel, I feel like no one's ever going to want me. I went in, you know, very shapely. I came out fat as a, as a tub of lard, and, and nobody's going to want me now, and this, you know. These are the things that happen because the emotional um, destruction, because the emotions were not in the hand of God. They were in under the power of Satan, and they led us to places of self-destruction, self-mutilation, self-flagellation, whatever the words are that you want to, to use. Something about self that was designed to destroy your belief that you were of value. Wow, we just went way over there. But are you are you understanding? Somebody dies, and a part of you is relieved that they're dead, but you can't say that. Because you sound heartless. Like you don't like you don't care. You you've been taking care of them for 25 years and you have had no life because you had to do this and and they wanted to die and they were you know they whatever their personality so and so was and they're gone and you're not being tearing uh, uh, you know you're not under the the, the 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 power of a tyrant you're not being belittled all the time you're finally out of that whether the person physically died or you just escaped but whatever it is you feel guilty for being free that's an emotional attachment 
to a deception. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's a supernatural, uh, uh, what do you call it, demonically, uh, a demonic spirit connection that you have, that, that, or a lie, a deception, that you should not have the right to want more. You've seen people feel guilty because she's a mom, a single mom who's got kids that she's been raising, and she buys herself a new pair of shoes, and she feels guilty. I remember doing things like that. I, I go and spend $100 on clothes for the first time in, in a year, and I felt like I should take everything back. Because I spent $100 on myself. My kids got all kinds of clothes because people give them to, you know, we live in a, we, thank God for our church, you know, we've got people with older kids and younger kids. It's like, hey, you want these? You know, I mean, she had game clothes to the place that her drawers are overflowing. But I have fresh underwear. How hard of me. <laughs> Why couldn't you wear the other ones with, you know, the, the usual three holes plus three more? <laughs> What's wrong with that, right? Yeah, you know, bra straps that are so old and, and, and they're, they're like strings. Oh, yeah, but, but to buy a new one, it just seems like it's too much. Where does this happen? Because the emotions are connected to lies. And only in the hands of the Holy Spirit can they be cleansed by the power of the blood of Jesus and connected to truth. You know, you see what I'm saying? It's yes. like it's not child neglect because you spend money on yourself. It's child neglect when it's child neglect. <laughs> when you're actually neglecting the kid, that's when it's child neglect. When you're refusing to comb their hair, refusing to, to feed them, refusing to dress them, spending everything on something to go up your nose or into your veins, and leaving them at their own, you know, giving them or shutting them up in a thing or something like that, or leaving them in the care of everybody but. Uh, because you just don't want to be bothered with them. That's neglecting a child. But buying yourself fresh underwear, please do. Do. Yeah, do that. Okay? <laughs> do it. Seriously. You know, it's just like, because it's going to do something on the inside of you. I, I, am I, am I, are y'all connecting? Because that sounded Oh, better. yeah. Okay. We are. Questions, comments? Now, is this helping? Because you see what I'm saying? Your emotions. I'm going to say this to you. I present this to you it's, it, it, and, and, and to, yeah, to all of us, okay? Is it possible that you're so used to being a victim, there's a job mentality that people have, and you're former military. So, you know, you're trained, submit to this, submit to this, submit to this, and submit to this, that you can get around, you take Bible teaching and twist it to fit in with your belief of what you're supposed to be instead of what God said. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, uh, in, in, in response to that, it's not that I, and when I said I didn't, you know, I knew it was a spirit, but then I would forget that, you know, forget that I'm going to take care of this. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I knew all along what was going on, but yet still there was time of, of uh, you know, horrid deception, you know, instead of dealing with it. So uh, when, it, when it all comes to the head, you know, it's like, uh, you know, and, uh, just it got to the place that it just, you know, 
it's not me. I'm not. I'm not getting involved in that because we got to the place that I can really, you know, begin to hate people. And see, he wasn't the only one I'm dealing with. You know, I'm still dealing with everyday people. You know, at the job. Yeah, but you're everyday. not dealing with you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with everyday people on the job. You have to deal with you. Mm-hmm. Just you. Right. Because, right. because, because, no, see, you're doing it. See what I'm, he's doing what I'm talking about. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, right. No. I no, don't say I know. Good. Yeah. Or Ben. What I was going to say is, you know, because I work in the public's eye, for one. So I have to deal not only with him being a jerk, but people in the public being jerks, too. So I got to watch my attitude all the way, you know. But we'd be having a fist fight if, you know. Well, yeah. we're just hearing you right now. You're still fighting. I can hear it. And I have a public job, too. I have to deal with people, but I don't know any jerks. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> you find no fault in Because I find no fault in you. <laughs> oh, because I'm sure. <laughs> no, I, and I, 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 I totally get it. I work in a job where people find, can, can find fault with me all day, every day, and some, many times have had to repent because they do. If what I'm understanding when I'm hearing the things Holy Spirit is insane, uh, you know, or so, then it's like, wow, people are experiencing things that I don't even know about. My job is not to go on a, on a hunt to find out who, who that, why they, you know, but it's to pray more for all of us. To, to become what's what. And what I'm saying to you when I say you have to deal with you, because the way that I, I what I'm hearing, you're hurt. Something is hit has hit something in you, and that thing has to be addressed. You never have to deal with people. You never have, see that the way you, I have to deal with them. No, really, your thing is to be there to change the atmosphere and love them so much that you take, you make it an environment where they don't have to be on the defensive all the time. You but 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 having going in being subjected to a belief that you must be this, that, and the other is kicking your tail. Because it's not it's not being what you're not because okay, let me ask you this. You said and, and this is for all of us and thank you. Thank you so much for doing this, all right? Yeah. Because you yeah. said I know, you know, I know what's going on, but, and, and the but negates everything else. It's like you have seen the, 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 oh, wow, this looks like it could be the devil. There's evidence of, there's demon turds around here. You know, there's this going on. But it hasn't been to the place. Anyone, let me interrupt myself. Has anyone ever seen a piece of paper on the floor and you walk by it? Mm-hmm. And then you come back and it's still there and you wonder why nobody picked it up? So you pick it up, but you're disgusted with everybody else and just walk by because all these people walking by this piece of paper while you walk by it too. Yeah, but that's different. I was on my way to something and I saw it. And it was in my mind to, you know, whatever it was in your mind. Or you go to a store and you see you're going shopping for clothing on, on hangers and you see three or four items falling off the hangers and they're on the floor. Who are these women? How can they be so disgusting? <laughs> and so what do you do? Right. Somebody needs to fix these, you know. <laughs> it's like, well, you probably would have been better off just leaving it with that attitude. But you see what I'm saying? It's like, what happened? Emotions, judgment, criticism, fault-finding, stress. 
Yes. Far from God. I'm in America where I can come to a store such as this and find stuff cheap or find stuff expensive but I can afford it or find stuff that fits or thank you God that I can find nothing here or I can go someplace else and I'll find what I want. The gratitude might seem insignificant but the practice of it will strengthen you in the moment. It's like you're looking at you dear little shrubbery. You know, I'm talking people, but you know, you dear sweet little bush, look at you. You just need some trimming, that's all it is. And I can see why you're unhappy, and this is going on with this person. Holy Spirit, show me what's happening with this person. Because I've dealt with me. How? Romans 12, 1. I have presented myself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. And, I mean, see, we can clean it up as much as we want to. And to me, that's the same thing as what I was saying about my business partner. I know I'm wealthy. I know, I know, I know. You've already told me that, but show me the money, you know, kind of thing. I could do that, which means I never heard him. Because I know, I know, I know, but I didn't know. Because what the Spirit of the Lord was saying is become what I said. Receive what I said so that it flourishes from the inside of you to the degree that no matter what other thing happens, you go, I, well, I'm wealthy, or I'm whole, or I'm healed. I don't feel like it. It doesn't look like it. But that what it feels like and what it looks like doesn't change the inward testimony. I am who he says that I am. Oh, that's good. Is that making sense? Yes. Okay, I think you had a question. Did you have a question? Oh. Or a comment, either one. Yes, I, I did have a comment. I was empathizing with Minister Al because it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to do it. And that's why everything that you and Dr. Baker teach us uh, are, is so helpful to keep reminding ourselves when those emotions pop back up. Because when they're, the adversary knows those tender parts that we have and how to trigger it. Oh yeah, he studied us. So let me say this to you, Minister Al. You see, one of the things, here's, here's a trap and we've all fallen for it, okay. I'm in the public eye and I'm supposed to be a certain way. So, uh, what? What does that mean? What does that mean? I'm in the public eye. So I have to be a certain way. Certain conduct. Certain conduct I have to have. Why? Why is that so? Come up to the, oh, that must be mine. Maybe not. Come on up to the mic. Good to hear from you, Christina Devlin. <laughs> because we've been trained that way. Who trained us to believe that we have to conduct ourselves a certain way because we are in the public eye? What does being in the public eye have to do with your behavior? 
question. It is a good question. That's a great That's question. question. <laughs> Why? Seriously. Um, that's taking on the conduct of the world and not the the kingdom culture. Is that what yeah. you're saying? That's well, how did Jesus behave in the public eye? Okay. So, he, he behaved the way his father taught him through his study of the law and the script and the and the prophets. Okay. And. He learned that, and he took it seriously. He actually walked it out. Okay. Well, look at this. Let's go to Ephesians 4, because we're going to answer the scripture. But I know. See, Will, I, I take a lead from Dr. Baker, and I'm provoking us to think. Okay. Um, because it's a, it's a very binding uh, statement. You are in the public eye. You must maintain your public persona. What did I just tell you? When you're in public, be phony. Because if you're if you're not really this way, at least when you're in public, act like you are. When you come to work, behave in a way that is acceptable in the workplace. Well, why wouldn't you do? Why not just be? who you are. We're not talking scratching, itching, burping, belching. We're talking about, because what are the qualities that you are supposed to have? Um, Ephesians chapter 4, he says in verse 17, I'm going to tell you this, this I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth, from this time forward, walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. In the vanity of their mind. Uh, <clears throat> he says here uh, that you must no longer live as the heathen, the Gentiles do in their perverseness, in the folly, vanity, and emptiness of their souls, and the futility of their minds. Or um, testify that you don't walk the way they do. In, in, don't walk in such a way as to win the approval of others based upon acceptable behavior. Don't, this is a uh, do not, Romans 12, 1 and 2, right? Uh, that you're presenting your body as a living sacrifice and that you are not to be conformed to the way of the world, to the acceptable ways of the world, but you are going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why the renewing of your mind? Because if you don't renew your mind, you're going to think the same way they do and you're going to think the same thoughts that they do and you're going to think about yourself the way that they do. And so you'll find the same thoughts with you as they do. And then you'll find fault with them like they do. Yeah, we, we, we all have. And that's why he's been teaching us in Biblical Solutions for Life and whatever. Look, it's only one way. God's way. Just do it the way he does it. It's going to, yes, but it's going to cause me problems. You've already got problems. It's actually going to solve things. Because you will no longer be, in, uh, still in Ephesians chapter, uh, what, 3, or no, 4, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine by it blows over here and then it blows over there and then it goes over here. Public opinion. We love you. We can't stand you. We love you. Oh, I hate you and I wish that you would die. I mean, it's, like, it's just all over the map. Why? 
to be in order for me to like you. Even though the truth of the matter is sometimes I can't stand myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. So, <laughs> because my emotions, it, I mean, okay, that was a song in, in, in the 80s. And it was quite good. I thought it was with the emotions. And it's just emotions taking me over. Okay, right? It was good. All right. I don't remember the woman's name that sang it, but she had the Bee Gees bathroom. That was a great song. <laughs> okay. Hot Samantha. What was that it? Samantha Singh. Yes. And the problems go on inside, but you are, who are the one, who's the one that's with you tonight? Or something, but but um, wherever you go, now that I need you, here, uh, tears on my pillow. Um, I cry me a river that leads to an ocean. You're gonna, it's going to make me fall apart. It's just the sound of a broken heart. It's just emotions that's taken me over. That's part of the lyrics. Uh -huh. Diane, why don't you find them, please? The, the lyrics? Uh, the lyrics. Raina and I looked them up one night. And, um, and I was telling her, I said, you know, the song was, it was sappy, beautiful 80s yeah. song. Um, we were good for that in the 80s. So, and it, but, but this song was, you know, you either liked the Bee Gees right. or you couldn't stand them. But, but the truth of the matter was that the, song, the voices were perfect for that song, but it was emotions that take me over. But when I put them in Holy Spirit's hands, I don't follow them. Because they're going to lead you. We've all, I'm sure, maybe not woke up the next morning but had the lights turned on and went, this is what my emotions have just brought to me. Okay. <laughs> I need to get over this quick. Okay. Oh You've been in situations where the person's behavior just took you up the stream and down the river and, and your emotions were just, it was just like all over the place. And like he said earlier, he's like, if I've had a gun, even if it had been filled with jelly, I would have shot you because, you know, it's just... I was feeling so strongly about it, but it wasn't a spiritual feeling. It wasn't a Holy Spirit feeling. I wasn't feeling the nudge of the Spirit of God. I was feeling the pull of the demonic, come this way, come this way, yeah. to this place of destruction. And are you, are you understanding what yeah. I'm saying? So when I started listening to what my business partner said, or what the Spirit of the Lord was saying through and I started saying, I'm wealthy. Um, I faced some things in a week, but you want to know, it's different. Because I'm saying what God has said, so that the trend, I'm renewing my mind to be able to receive. Because otherwise, you can get a bu bucket load of money and go spend it like a fool. Because you did not relax. I'm wealthy. I have everything that I need. And I don't care if you've got 20 million or billion or trillion or uh, whatever other alien there is. Um, gobs and gobs of money. Without the peace on the inside, you don't have enough. Oh yeah. It's only when the peace of God rules that we realize, what do you mean I don't have enough? I have more than enough. And you could be talking about you have two dollars. Jesus showed us that. The lad with the fish and the bread, the loaves and the bread. It's like, but this is not enough. He's like, we have more than enough. Because he looked up and saw El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Who do you think supplied all of that to feed the multitudes? El Shaddai. The one that is more than enough. 
You got more than enough, and you got leftovers. You got whatever you need, and they didn't spoil either. So the disciples got paid, and then they were able to take that and feed others. They didn't just keep it. No, the baskets, what were they going to do? They're not going to sit there and eat those big old baskets full of fish and bread themselves. But they were able to give it out. Because remember, that was part of what they did in that ministry with Jesus. They ministered. They did not just hang out with him. They went places to do what he wanted done. Right? You got them? Uh-huh. Okay, give the mic, please. We've got about... Mm, 13 minutes, and we release healing into your body right now in the name of Jesus. Drive. Proceed. This, do you, do you the, want to go to the beginning? The core, well, go ahead. Whatever you think is appropriate. Um, tears on my pillow wherever you go. I'll cry me a river that leads to your ocean. You never see me fall apart. In the words of a broken heart, it's just emotion that's taken me over, tied up in sorrow, Lost in my soul. Wow. But if you don't come back, come home to me, darling. You know that there will be nobody left in this world to hold me tight. Nobody left in this world to kiss goodnight. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't there another part about something else that, you, that was said in there? And there at your side, I'm part of all the things you are, but you've got a part of someone else. You've got to find your shining star. And where are you now, now that I need you? Tears on my pillow wherever you go. See? So there's the self-pity. Oh, yeah. Can you pick up all of the different things? The, the emotional attachment, the being tied so tight, your identity is not in, your identity is connected to your emotions and to relationship. And when the relationship falls apart, your identity has crashed and burned because it's not rooted in truth. It's rooted in feelings. This goes deeper than you see. So let's go back to this last thing. So when you say when any of us say well I am a public figure or I'm out there in the public so I have to be um, I have to be this, this thing. It, it, the Bible says no you have not so le learned Christ. Their moral understanding is darkened and their reasoning is beclouded. Because they're alienated, they're estranged, they're self-banished from the life of God with no share because of the ignorance, the want of knowledge and perception and willful blindness that is deep-seated in them due to their hardness of heart, to the truth, really I'm paraphrasing that, but to the truth about their value. They're blind to their own value, so they grope and they gripe and they pull and they and they do and then we because we were once a part of it we we think well because I'm on I have to be a certain way and it's like you do have to be a certain way you have to be as you have been called to be as a game changer as one that is going into the place to bring healing it's not I'm gonna whip these little crazy sinners and these dirty heathens into line I'm going into a place with broken dead people. And my function in this place is to pour out love in such a way. Still doing the job. I mean, you see, this is not, okay, I came to my Bible. Look, I know that you want me to type, but I ain't going to type. Because the Lord of God, I feel the Spirit of God on me, and I've got to say these things that I've got to say. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Okay. Um, no, that's not it at all. 
It is instead, oh, sure, okay, I'll do that and I'll type that. Do you need me to take this over? Um, you know, what, what else is it that, that you have need of? And you are rude. Um, yeah, I can, you're always happy. Um, no, actually, it's joy. I, I feel I have a lot of joy that I just want to pour out. How are you doing today? You know, and, um, you know, it's just, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. Right now, I'm just, I'm courting you. I'm courting you. Yeah, well, they're so mean. Of course they're mean. They're broken. They're, they're being slapped around by demons. They're under torment. Of course they're mean. But anytime the demon raises his hand to slap me, my angel steps up and says, did you want something? And they go, oh, back up. As opposed to the angel standing over in the corner just going, shh. They have no need of me. They got this. They want to go in and change things. So what you do, you, we, we did. You release the, the, the angelic. I need assistance. Um, these things that have to be, your first step, God, I need to repent. My heart is hard. This is where, you see, as long as our hearts are hard, it's like, I need you to break my heart about these people. I need you to, to I, I want to go out and win souls and to hell with my coworkers. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't really mean it that way. This is, I, I need him to give me an easier group. These folks are hardcore heathens right here. <laughs> this, the, this, this, this is the toughest bunch right here. This, 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 they've been burnt to a crisp. I, there ain't no help for them. They need Jesus, but not the Jesus in me. <laughs> I need Jesus. We're not going to come around these folks. You know? <laughs> hey, I've worked That's in those good. places too, okay? okay thank so you. the thing is, is that, uh, do you, uh, so what I'm saying, let's just do it. Let's, let's go ahead and, and all of us. And I'll tell you something. As a minister, the first few times that you get judged, these people need, you know what? I ain't praying for them no more. It ain't working. They found fault with me. How dare they? We're not supposed to be praying for them when you have sacrificed in my life. See, that attitude? Jesus said it. You've only just begun <laughs> to experience judgment because they go feel it and beam back at you like one of those Care Bears. <laughs> I'm not talking about you all, by the way. <laughs> I'm really not. But I'm just saying that those, in your early days of ministry, which was not here for me, um, and this was probably about 20-something years ago, I was like, oh, yeah? Well, let me give you something back. <laughs> I tell you what, how dare you judge me with your little critical self, your little toaster that's been burnt, you know, <laughs> just whatever kind of thing. It you you learn. Wow, your heart's hard. Well, yeah, it's hard. I had to protect myself. Oh, no, I guess I don't. So we don't want a hard heart. Yeah. And I, you know, I I'm, I gave up the right to be right. You gotta do that, and I give up the ability to try to be right because it's not God. When that starts to happen, and then we say these things, Lord, I I ask you, I'm, I'm gonna do what Romans 12 says. 
It says to present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. Okay, so I give you my heart because my heart is hard towards my coworkers or my family members or whoever it is that has hurt me. I'm wounded. And so I've hardened my heart so that they can't touch me. And as long as I have a stony heart, they have no hope. So I give it to you now. Break it. Let's crush the stone so that the pliable heart can be massaged by you. So that it will pump blood again. And so that when I look at these people, because brother, you said something powerful. You said, I look at these people and I kind of don't see them. But it is, I want it, Father, to be that when I look at them, it's because you are looking at them. And when you are looking at them, you, Holy Spirit, will speak to me about them. And I can see the things that you want me to pray. It might be a um, tinkle time prayer, you know, when you're going into the restroom or you're washing your hands, yeah, I got into tinkle time prayer. And, <laughs> and I'm just going to release and release. And I'm going to speak these things and then I go back and I'm able to, to address or to deal with or, or whatever it happens to be. But from this time forward, I refuse to be an instrument of unrighteousness in the lives of people that matter to God. Can we do that? Yes. Okay, then that's what we choose to do yes. as one. We do it with our coworkers. We do it with the people that we run around in the gym or see on the streets, neighbors. We do this with ourselves. Every place in my life where my heart is hard against myself. I release that to you. I release my emotions where I think that I have to be in control. I release my emotions where I have the strongest opinions. I release my emotions to you. I choose to find no more fault in me, but instead to discover the areas of intrusion, whatever demonic things, that I release the power of the blood of Jesus and the word of God and the name of Jesus into my heart to heal and make whole so that then I can take a whole heart into these circumstances and situations and change the atmosphere and win many because I'm wise. Does that help? Yes. So I'm praying for us all tonight. And I speak this not only that was something that if you want it, you take that as yours. But I also release the love of God into every person that is here and under the sound of my voice. And if you're watching, and, and I believe this did minister to you tonight. You know, we have no plans. We just uh, flow with it. I um, release that, that, that you don't just say, I know, I know, I know. But when we're speaking these things about how you matter to God and how valuable you are and that it is possible for you with the spirit of the living God on the inside of you to not only change your life but to change the lives of the people around you. You're necessary on your job especially if you don't feel important. Um, those are just your feelings. You're there where God, you, you ask the Lord, am I where you want me to be? And if I am where you want me to be, then I choose to be what you sent me to in this place. And I release your ability to do that. I will uh, draw on the anointing of God 
on the inside of each person. I release the healing power and the forgiving power of the blood of Jesus to speak to each of us. Do not walk, you will not walk in condemnation, but you will walk in the forgiveness and the redemption that the blood of Jesus has uh, has supplied for you. And you'll walk in the wisdom of God. And when you awaken in the morning, because he will minister to you and your angels will minister to you as you sleep, you'll awaken with a different outlook. And all of those crumbling things will fall away from you as you walk in the wholeness that God has given you. And that's what I release over us all in the name of Jesus. So we want to thank those of you that have joined us by uh, media, as well as the people that are here in the room. Thanks for being a part of our conversation tonight. We invite you to join us on Sunday at 9.45 a.m. and 11.45 a.m. for our Biblical Solutions for Life sessions one and two. We invite you to be here next Tuesday when our own Apostle Dr. Baker will have her Tell It Like It Is Grown Folks Tuesday Night Chat. <laughs> and um, we'll be here again a week from tonight. So uh, you can uh, find us at www.astoundinglove.org. If you have questions, prayer requests, or any of that, you can scroll down, I know, to the bottom of the page. I think it's at the top, too, but I know for sure it's at the bottom where it says contact us. Or um, We're receiving tithes and offerings, so you can also hit the donate button if you want to sow a seed. Or if you're a member and this is, this is our time, letting you know this is the time that we're receiving those things, we are praying for you. We believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is the answer to whatever ails you. If you do not know him, then we... We invite you to invite Jesus into your heart, but there's more to it than that. And so we invite you to contact us so that we can not only talk to you about it, but as Mother Helen would say, find out how much you know our friend Jesus and experience a life change. And if you have been watching us and you're in this area and you know you're supposed to be here, then 1914 Trails on Boulevard in San Jose, California, 95131 is the zip code. You need to be here, 9.45 a.m. or 11.45. I could say it kind of funny because we will find you. We already see you, and we love you with God's astounding love. So I think that's all I have to say for tonight. I'm Pastor Lundzing Lee. This is the Astounding Love Global Church Fellowship group of incredible people in the Kingdom 202 School of Supernatural Ministry, and we'll see you on Sunday.